And can I just tell you, it feels really weird to be up here preaching to about six or seven people. Uh, the band is here. Some technical folks are here. Uh, it, it feels just a little bit different, but uh, we're going to work through and uh, have a great day in the Lord. You know, God has a, a way of using difficulty and uncertainty in our life to grow our faith, to increase our intimacy with him and to maximize our impact for eternity. And God wants to use what we're going through as a church family, what you're going through as individuals uh, for that, that reason. See, when it comes down to it, anything that drives us closer to the Lord can be used in a good and wonderful way for the kingdom. And God wants us to come to a place where we say, Lord, these are desperate times. Lord, these are uncertain times. And Lord, because of that, we need you. Speak to us. Grow our faith. Work in our life. Help us to impact others. And that's what it's all about. So as God takes these moments in our life and, and comes to a place where he wants to take the, the uncertainty of our life, and speak to us and work through us, he puts us in this moment so that our faith can grow. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25 through 34, we find the life of Paul and Silas, and we see how God used uncertainty in their life to teach them and bring them to a place of prayer and praise. See, we're to pray and praise in our difficulty and in our uncertainty, no matter what's going on around us. So we'll read a couple verses, but I invite you, again, Acts chapter 16, we'll pick up in verse number 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly... There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And with that, let's take a moment and just pray. And, and would you just in, in the silence maybe of your home or with your family, uh, take a moment and, and pray with me. And would you just pray that God would speak to you today? And Lord, teach us to pray and praise during the challenges of life so that you can work in us, so that you can work through us, so that you can work to secure salvation and security in the life of those that are around us. God, speak to us today in your name. Amen. We are to pray and praise in our challenges. We're to pray and to praise. In Acts chapter 16, we find that Paul and Silas were seeking God's direction on which way they should go in ministry. And they see a, a vision, Paul does, of a man of Macedonia. And so they, they begin to head to Macedonia and they come into the city of Philippi. And there, down by the river, they meet a woman named Lydia. And as Paul shares the gospel with her in Acts chapter 16 and verse number 14, it says that Lydia, that the Lord opened Lydia's heart. 
But then in Acts chapter 16, in verse number 16 and following, we see the next event that takes place in Philippi. As Paul and Silas were going to pray, it says that there was a young girl or a a girl there, and she was a fortune teller. She was demon-possessed. And Paul and Silas, after seeing and hearing her, they cast the demon out of her. And because of that, the, her master thought, man, I've just lost my revenue. This girl was a fortune teller, and this is how I made my money. And so this man began to stir up the city council, the, the magistrates. And as he began to stir them, them up, then the Bible tells us that Paul and Silas were arrested, that they were beaten, that they were thrown in prison, and that they were put in the deepest part of the prison, and that their feet were put in stocks. Now, oftentimes when we read the Bible, we've heard all of these stories since we were children, and so we know how this story is going to end. But I want to tell you today, Paul and Silas did not know how this story was going to end. The only thing that they knew at that moment was that their life was filled with uncertainty and that they were facing a huge trial. They had been beaten, they were bruised and bloody, they were put in a dingy, stinky prison, their feet were put in stocks to bring the greatest discomfort in their life, but it says in verse number 25, at midnight they were singing and praising. They were praying and they were singing hymns to God. That's the attitude and the mindset that they took as they were facing the challenges of life. And I want to tell you today, we live in days of difficulty and uncertainty. Have you been out to the stores recently this this week? I mean, uh, walking down the aisles and seeing empty meat uh, counters and seeing, uh, we were at the Walmart in, in St. Charles and, uh, the paper towel and toilet paper aisle. It's, it's one way only and people were panicky and I can't find it and they were, uh, passing them out one by one. It was just unbelievable. The panic that is going on in our world today. But see, Paul and Silas knew who held their lives. They knew who held their tomorrow. They knew who held their eternity. And so they chose to pray and praise during the challenges of their life. And what an example and what a challenge for us today. That no matter what's going on in our life, we need to be people who are exerting our faith, lifting our focus, and praying and praising through the challenges of life. Now notice what it says back in verse number 25. It says, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Well, how can you pray and praise at a moment like that? Well, prayer and praise shows our confidence in God. Prayer and praise shows our confidence that, Lord, we believe that no matter what's going on in this world that is that is taking place, the challenges and, and this worldwide pandemic that's going on, Lord, we're going to pray and we're going to praise because we believe that you are in control and worthy to be praised no matter what's going on in our life. First, they began in prayer. They were crying out to God with a sense of confidence, knowing that Jeremiah 33.3 3 says, 
Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. They were praying with a sense of confidence, but then notice that they were singing hymns to God. They were praying and they were praising. And this is the challenge for us. Paul in Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 14 says that we're to do everything without complaining. And that theme throughout the book of Philippians, as we've just completed that over the last few weeks, is joy and rejoicing. And he says in Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, it's time for us. And this could be God's moment for us. As he takes away all of the busyness and distractions of sports, outside activities, uh, even closing down the places that we, we like to eat. We can order out, but we've got to be home. The challenge might be right now is God is asking the church, will you be a people who will pray and praise through the difficulty and uncertainty of our life? Will you take this moment? Will you draw close to me? As James said, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And we can do that through prayer and praise. But how do we pray and praise with confidence through a time like this? Well, we remember the person of God. We remember who he is. As you look through the Old Testament, Jehovah, the name Jehovah is the covenant name of God. And that covenant name of God shows that he is going to be with us, that he is going to hold on to his people, that he is going to sustain us through whatever we face in life. And then that covenant name of God is teamed with another name that gives us a picture of God's awesomeness through the challenges. He's our covenant-keeping God. He is Jehovah. But then he, in Genesis 22, is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. Remember how he provides a sacrifice? He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer, in Exodus 15, 15, 26. He is he is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner in Exodus seventeen fifteen. You remember the story when, when uh, Moses is up on the hill and he's holding his staff above his head and Joshua is down fighting and God's name is Jehovah Nisi. We fight under his banner. He's the one who's ultimately in control. In Judges 6, 24, as the Lord comes to visit Gideon, his name is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. In Psalm 23, the great Psalm of David, his name is Jehovah-Rohi, the Lord, our shepherd. And in Ezekiel 48, 35, his name is Jehovah-Shammah, the Lord who is there. When we picture who God is and what he has done, how he has shown himself, listen, lift up your eyes, go back and look and see how God provides a a sacrifice and shows himself to be Jehovah Jireh. God is our provider. God is our healer. God is our banner who sustains us through the battles. God is our peace. God is our shepherd. And God is there. There, Ezekiel 48, 35, Jehovah Shammah, God is with us. Lift your eyes up. Lift your eyes up. It's easy to look at the circumstances. 
It's easy to, to fill our mind with the, the latest news bits and sound bites. And this could be the time when the Lord says, no, this is the time to draw near to me. You could have confidence in the person of who he is, but you find confidence in his promises. And Joshua 1.9, the Lord tells Joshua, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What a wonderful promise. Isaiah 41.10, the Lord says, do not be, uh, do not fear. The Lord's with you. He's, he's with you. He said, do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with my mighty or my righteous right hand. In the New Testament, we find Jesus in Matthew 28, 20 saying, Lo, I'm with you always. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, we've quoted it many times over the last few weeks. I will never leave you nor forsake you. We rest in the promises that our God, Deuteronomy 31, 8, is the one who goes before us. He's the one who's behind us in Isaiah 30, 21. He is above us, Matthew 6, 9, our Father in heaven. He is below us, Deuteronomy 33, 27. Underneath us are the everlasting arms and he is in us, 2 Corinthians 6, 16. Prayer and praise shows that we believe the promises of God. We recognize the person of God. So as we stand on these promises and we remember his person, we find great confidence that his presence is with us, that he will not leave us. Paul and Silas faced uncertainty, and you face uncertainty. The truth of the matter is, is all of us live in uncertainty. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. We've always just been able to take for granted we'd be able to come to church on Sunday. We've always taken for granted that there would be uh, groceries whenever we wanted, wherever we wanted. We'd just have to go pick them up. And yet, as some of that uncertainty begins to, to slide away and some of the difficulties in life seem to increase, the Lord may be speaking and say, will you pray and praise in your challenges. Prayer and praise show our confidence in God. See, it's easy to talk about trusting God, but when the moment comes when we have to trust God, are we trusting God? Prayer and praise shows our confidence in God. But not only do we see that, notice at the end of verse number 25, it says that Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Prayer and praise influence others. Prayer and praise influence others. I find it amazing that as these guys are singing at midnight, the scripture makes sure to note the others were listening. You could imagine most of them thinking, I'm here because I deserve it. Or, oh, I just got ripped off and, and I didn't really do anything. But they hear two guys who have been beaten, whose feet are in stocks, in the innermost part of the prison, and they hear songs of praise and words of prayer emanating and echoing through this prison. And they begin to think, what's going on with these guys? How, how can they do this? There's something different about them. And may I say to you today, God may just allow this challenge and difficulty 
and the life in our life and in our world to not only get our attention to be people of prayer and praise, but to shine as a light in a dark world, to show concern in a panicked world where people are grabbing and grasping and and seeking only their own self-interest. Could it be that God uses your life and your testimony through your difficulty? That they see faith shine through the challenge in your job? That they see faith shine through the midst of your financial struggle? That they see your faith shine through all of the unknown, and yet you look to the God who provides? You look to God who is your peace? How do you do that? There were people that were listening. The world is watching. And they're watching to see if we as believers are living in a different way and trusting God. It's going to speak volumes. Could it be that over the next few months as believers are examined and observed that people began to say, there's something different about these folks. We don't quite understand it. But there's something different about them. And we want what they've got. The prisoners were listening to them. Their response was that they put their faith on display. Prisoners were listening. And as their faith was on display, God was exalted. Prayer and praise can influence others. Let me challenge you. Obviously, this is a day of social distancing. And uh, keeping distance at times like this is, is really hard, especially it's hard for, for, for your pastors. Uh, it's hard for staff. But I want to tell you that a phone call, a letter, an email that demonstrates your faith and shows your confidence could be a word of encouragement that brings a cup of water to a thirsty soul. It could be offering the kingdom of light to those that are in darkness. Use this time. Steward this time. And could it be that God is saying, look, I want to get the church's attention and I want them to seek me in prayer and praise. But could it be that through this, I want to get the world's attention so that they can and will see Jesus. Prayer and praise influence others. But then we also notice then in verse number 26, suddenly there was an earthquake. Prayer and praise impact circumstances. It tells us that there was an earthquake. And the interesting thing about this earthquake was that the, the jail didn't fall but everyone's chains fell off. Uh, and, and the jailer, as he takes note of this, thinking that everyone is going to escape from the jail and knowing that it would be his life and his responsibility if people escaped, he, he really draws a sword and he's ready to take his own life. But Paul in verse 28 says, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. 
Then he called for a light and ran and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. This time of prayer impacted the physical circumstances. The physical circumstances were were changed. Their chains fell off. The doors were open. The physical circumstance changed. But not only do we see the physical circumstances then change, and this guy's ready to take his own life and fall on his sword because his life for their life, and those escaped prisoners would would, uh, surely bring a deep punishment and reckoning for him. But there was not only the physical circumstances that changed, but the spiritual circumstances changed. Because notice what happened in verse number 30. He calls for a light, verse 29, and verse 30 it says, And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? I find it interesting he used the word saved. And I find it interesting that that he probably didn't 100% know what Paul and Silas had, but he knew that he needed what they had. His life was open now to spiritual truth and spiritual spiritual reality because of the difficulty and because of the example through the difficulty. The physical circumstances changed. The spiritual circumstances changed as he thought, God, what do I do now? Men, what do what must I do to be saved? And then the eternal circumstances changed, as we find in verse number 31. They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him, do all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. They had made a decision that we are going to follow Jesus, that Jesus is the one who uh, really can bring life change. And God used this difficult circumstance to ultimately change someone's eternity. So let me ask, would God use difficulty around us to impact the people that don't know Jesus around us? Could God use the difficulty that's going on around and in us to change the eternity of those that are around us without Christ? Well, that's exactly what he did. Could you imagine if Paul and Silas would have just continued on their way, never been thrown in prison, never been beaten, never sang at midnight? Could it be that the jailer would have never heard But God had a sovereign plan. And can I tell you, he still does. God is in control. God is on the throne. Psalm 93, 1 tells us that the Lord reigns. Psalm 115, 3 tells us that the Lord is in heaven and he does what he pleases. It's all about him, not about us. But God could use the difficulty to change someone's eternity. And that's what he longs to do in our life. And I pray that at this time, we as believers will be people of prayer and praise. We will be people of faith. The Bible tells us that we are saved by faith in Ephesians 2.8, that we are to walk in faith, 2 Corinthians 5.7. 
that we are to stand in faith, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, that we are to live by faith, Galatians 2, 20, and that we are to work and share Christ by faith, 1 Thessalonians 1, 3, that we battle, Ephesians six sixteen. we take the shield of faith as we are in spiritual battle. And as we live out our faith and we pray and praise in difficulty, God's going to work in us and God's going to impact the world around us. Maybe today, just life over the last few days, weeks, months, years has, has just come in and lots of distractions have stolen your affection. And now God's saying, this is your time, draw near to me. This is not your time to binge watch Netflix or to spend uh, umpteen hours on your computer or your phone. This is your time to draw near. If you don't know where to start, start in the Gospel of John. Circle or underline every time the word believe is used because John is a gospel that calls us to believe. And as we believe him in the storms and struggles of life, we're going to find that Faith is built up because Romans ten seventeen tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. If you don't know where to start, start in the gospel of John. If you don't know how to pray, let me just take one or two minutes with you. And I want to share uh, just a word on how to pray during these difficult times. So let, look back in your Bible. And, and I really just kind of thought of this toward the end of the week. But in Psalm 61, I, I want to just give you a couple of thoughts and and challenge you to pray Psalm 61, 62, 63, and personalize this in your life and use this. And I'm going to close uh, my time as we pray through Psalm 61 together. The band is going to come back up in just a minute and, and, and uh, play again. And then we'll close in prayer at the end. So, so I know the sermon's over. If you haven't tuned out already, don't yet. But I want to just walk through Psalm 61 with you. And would you pray this psalm with me? If you have your Bible at home or you can just follow and listen along. God, your word says, hear my cry, O God. And Lord, we cry out and we say we need you today. And Lord, attend our prayer. God, hear us in our desperation. Lord, from the end of the earth and Lord, from what seems like a a far distance, or maybe we're in close proximity, we cry out to you. And Lord, when our heart is overwhelmed, lead us to the rock that's higher than we are. And Lord, for families that are going through difficulty, through uh, the loss of income, the loss of a job, through financial uncertainty, Lord, I pray that you would take those in the midst of all the struggles and lead them to the rock that's higher, that they would get a clear perspective of who you are and how you desire to work. Lord, you've been a shelter for us. Thank you for that. Lord, you're a strong tower from our enemy. Lord, we abide in your tabernacle. And Lord, we abide there forever. And Lord, we trust. We trust you in the shelter of your wings. And Lord, thank you that as a mother hen protects her chicks, your arms, your strong, mighty arms are over us today. Lord, teach us to pray.
Teach us to praise. Teach us to be your people and to shine as your light in this dark world. And Lord, we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor in your name. Amen. The band's coming back up again. We are so glad that, that you're with us and that we could spend a few minutes together. Again, uh, let us know on Facebook. You can Facebook Messenger if you have a prayer request at, at this time. Uh, our, our church offices are planning on being open this week. We may have to run some different scheduling uh, depending on, on how things go. But you're loved, you're prayed for, and most of all, I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt, God's commanded you, be strong and of good courage. He's with you. Don't be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He's with you. You're in good hands today because you're in his hands. And it's in Christ alone that we stand and give him the honor and glory that he deserves.